0: Act One, Part One of Charlie's Aunt by Brandon Thomas. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Charlie's Aunt, a play in three acts by Brandon Thomas. Produced at the Royalty Theatre, London, on December twenty first, eighteen ninety two. Transferred to the Globe Theatre original london run four years cast of characters stephen spedicu solicitor oxford read by phone
1: colonel sir francis chesney baronet late indian service read by larry wilson
2: jack chesney graduate at st old's college oxford read by tom daly
3: charlie wickham graduate at st oaks college oxford Read by Vaughan Bosch. Lord Fancourt Baberly,
4: graduate at St. Old's College, Oxford. Read by Thomas
1: Peter. Brasset, a college scout. Read by Todd.
0: Dona Lucia Dalvadores, from Brazil. Read by Sonia. Amy Spetague, Spetague's niece. Read by Leanne Yau. Kitty Verdun, Spittague's Ward. Read by Beth Thomas.
1: Ella Delahaye. Read by T.J. Burns.
0: Stage Directions. Read by Devorah Allen. Oxford, 1892. Act One, Scene. Interior of Jack Chesney's Rooms, St. Old's College, Oxford. Morning. The walls are oak-panelled, or half-panelled, or plain cream-washed walls with beautiful low heraldic ceiling and cream, picked out in color and dull gold. Door opening off, with passage backing, leading to outer door left. Door opening off to bedroom, with light backing, up left. Between doors an oak sideboard, with cupboard underneath. Large opening and recess with portiere to draw left-center. Long stone-mullioned embayed window right-center. With view of quad and practicable center casement to open off, window seat with four river cushions and one magazine. Long red rep fabric curtains. Upright piano center with pile of music on top between window and recess. Fireplace right, looking glass, etc. on mantel, low bookcases right and left of it. Saddleback armchair by fire with white antimacassar. Table center with ashtrays and books and table cover and dark material on it with two single chairs right and left of it with sweater over back of left chair. Writing table down right center by fire with ABC timetable, magazine and corona cigar box. stage cloth, Circular hat stand inside right center corner of recess with boxing gloves, single sticks, etc. on it. Plaster bust of Plato on pedestal, left corner of room, angle. Clock and photographs of chorus girls and flowers on mantel shelf. More photographs and books on top of bookcases, pipes, tobacco jars, etc. Prints on walls above. Tray with three tumblers, one square decanter half full of whiskey, one glass jug of water on sideboard, four champagne bottles, one bottle of claret, open, in sideboard cupboard. Above on wall left. GROUPS OF ROWING EIGHTS, FOOTBALL TEAMS, SIX DINING-ROOM CHAIRS ARRANGED AS FOLLOWS, TWO RIGHT AND LEFT OF CENTER TABLE, ONE BELOW DOOR LEFT, ONE AT PIANO, ONE LEFT SIDE OF WRITING TABLE, ONE TOP RIGHT CORNER BY WINDOW, ANTIQUE FURNITURE, WELL-WORN COMFORTABLE CHAIRS, QUAD SEEN THROUGH WINDOW, AND SUNLIGHT STREAMS IN THROUGH WINDOW, CURTAIN MUSIC, THE Eton BOATING SONG by A. D. E. W. Orchestra plays first sixteen bars with gradual crescendo. Curtain starts to rise. Orchestra plays next sixteen bars more softly with gradual diminuendo till music ceases at full rise of curtain. Jack discovered seated at writing table, unlit pipe in mouth, struggling wildly to write a letter. He looks at letter and tears it up. Jack Chesney, tall, dark good-looking about twenty-two wears light-coloured lounge suit and college tie leander pink and white diagonal stripes he laughs his way through life is self-confident quick alert and must have drive as he sets the pace of the play
2: i can't i can't get into the vein
0: flings down pen
2: i don't know what to say don't know how to begin i wish to goodness i'd spoken to her at the Dance the other evening,
0: rises to center.
2: When she told me they were all going away for the summer, instead, I've gone and left everything to the very last minute, and now I'm regularly nonplussed. By George, I know what I'll do. I'll make an exercise of it. I'll write it out a dozen different ways and send the one I think looks the best.
0: Goes back to table and sits, takes up pen.
2: So come on, Jack, here we are, in love with the dearest girl on earth. Tackle her like a man, and tell her so, or they'll be off north, you'll be gone down, and have lost your chance for ever. She's my fate, and I'm hanged if I shan't be hers. So here goes. Writing. My darling. Stops. Rather strong, perhaps, to begin with.
0: Tears up paper, places on left of writing table, begins again.
2: My dear Miss Verdun.
0: Stops again.
2: No, too formal. And not a bit what I really feel.
0: Tears that up.
2: My dear. Hang it, why not?
0: Writes boldly.
2: My dear Kitty, that's grand.
0: Brassett enters quietly, door up left, to table center. Brassett, college scout, manservant, between forty and fifty years of age. Wears dark trousers and short dark grey alpaca coat, white collar and dark tie. He is always polite and never familiar in his manner.
2: Now I can go ahead like a house on fire.
0: Looking proudly at letter.
2: My dear Kitty, I...
1: I beg pardon, sir, but would you mind?
2: Yes, very much. Go away. I'm busy.
1: Yes, sir,
2: but... I'm busy with the most important affair. Get out.
0: Brasset. RAISING BOOK OR TWO OFF TABLE AND HESITATING.
2: YES, SIR.
0: JACK ASIDE.
2: JUST AS I'D MADE SUCH A GOOD START too.
0: AT LETTER AGAIN.
2: MY DEAR KITTY.
0: Brassett CALMLY DROPS BOOKS BACK ONTO TABLE.
2: WHAT ARE YOU DOING, BRASSET? CONFOUND IT ALL. WHAT DO YOU
1: WANT? I MERELY WISH TO SAY, SIR, THAT I HAVE LAID OUT A FEW THINGS WHICH...
2: ALL RIGHT. THANK YOU. GET OUT AND LEAVE ME ALONE.
1: Which I thought you wouldn't care to
0: Jack in despair.
2: Take em, keep em. Take every blessed rag I've got. Only go away.
0: Brassett goes to door, up left. Jack at letter again, savagely.
2: My dear Kitty.
0: Brassett at door. Beg pardon, sir?
2: Confound it, I wasn't addressing you. Go away.
0: Exit Brassett, up left quickly. Enter Charlie, left, WITH LETTER, COME CENTER, CHARLES Wycombe IS ABOUT TWENTY, GOOD-LOOKING, MEDIUM HEIGHT, FAIR, SAXON TYPE, CHARMING, AND THOUGH SHY IS NOT AWKWARD, ROWING TYPE, WEARS WHITE FLANNELS, BLAZER AND MUFFLER, CHEAP WATCH AND BREAST-POCKET OF BLAZER, WITH SHORT CHAIN HANGING OUT, FOR LATER ENTRANCE WITH TELEGRAM, HAS CHANGED BLAZER FOR A LOUNGE SUIT COAT, REMOVED MUFFLER, AND WEARS A COLLAR AND TIE.
2: My dear Kitty.
0: Charlie, mildly. I say. Jack, throwing down pen, jumping up savagely.
2: If you don't clear out, Brasset, I...
0: Meets Charlie, centre.
2: Oh, it's you, Charlie.
3: What is it, old chap? Nothing, Jack. I don't want to interrupt you if you are busy.
0: Going. Jack, going centre.
2: It's all right, Charlie, don't go. It's only that fool Brasset. What's he doing? only bagging all my clothes because i'm going down and worrying me like old harry while i'm trying to write a most important letter
0: moving towards table right
2: don't mind me today i'm nervous and naggy and nonplussed
0: sits on end of table right centre
2: and so am i jack
3: why i've been trying to write a letter to a letter to whom to
2: to miss Spetigew.
0: Jack going to Charlie's centre.
2: How far have you got?
0: Charlie brightening.
2: Oh,
3: I began awfully well, but I didn't want to be too too distant, and I didn't like to be too... too...
2: familiar. Well?
3: So I just said, my dear Amy, and then words failed me, and I've come to you for advice. You always know what to say and do.
0: Jack dubiously, with a look towards letter.
3: Oh, do i you know my idiotic complaint i am shy and you are not aren't i so prescribe for me old chap what am i to say
0: turning away left sits right corner of table centre jack going right centre aside
2: a good idea i'll prescribe for him and take the medicine myself
0: sits at writing table right gets paper etc energetically
2: now then let's see you're in love with amy spettigew and you want to know if there's any hope for you and if so you see they're all off to scotland tomorrow yes i know and you want to see her at once when and where bera waits do i diagnose the case accurately to a tea old chap very well then you'll want to say something to this effect writing my dear kitty
0: Stops dead. Charlie going to him. Writing table right center.
2: No, not Kitty. Amy. Oh, of course. Uh, What am I thinking of?
0: Tears up paper. Takes fresh sheet. In casual, glib tone, writing.
2: My dearest Amy, forgive me, darling, for thus addressing you, but I love you so deeply, underlined.
0: Charlie, surprised, moving nearer, interrupting
2: rather strong jack shut up so earnestly also underlined oh i say
0: turning away centre
2: that i must write and tell you so all i ask is
0: charlie sits table centre but there
3: is one obstacle to my putting it quite as straight as that much as i'd like to
2: what's that well er i have an aunt my dear charlie most of us have What about her? I feel I ought to tell her first.
0: Jack flings down pen, rises and goes to fireplace.
2: Oh, if you're going to drag an aunt into the business, we may as well wait till they all come back from Scotland. Why? You know what auntie is when she steps in? No, I don't.
3: That's just it? I don't know her. I never even seen her. Well,
2: we won't be too hard on that, aunt. She hasn't interfered much in your affairs up to now?
3: Well, except to find out that I was an orphan and have me sent to Eton and to Oxford, and now my guardian writes to me that she's coming here this morning by an early train and will take a luncheon with me at one o'clock.
0: Jack, coming down to back of chair left of writing table.
2: And you've never seen her?
3: No, she went out to Brazil when I was born and became a sort of secretary to a very rich old Brazilian chap out there called Don Pedro de Alvadores. And now, by the merest accident in the world...
0: Taking truth from pocket, and pointing to marked paragraph.
3: I've seen this.
0: Gives Jack paper. Jack going down right. Note. Lucia is pronounced Lucia. Portuguese, not Spanish. Reading.
2: Madam, or rather... Donna Lucia Dalvadores, the Brazilian millionaire who has taken Lord Toppleby's magnificent mansion in Belgravia, is an English woman of genial disposition and a financial genius. Indeed, it was her capacity in this direction that earned the gratitude of her late husband and led to a romantic deathbed marriage. To Charlie. Well, I don't see much in that.
0: Offering paper back,
2: go on, Jack, read the next
0: Jack, reading
2: her only relation is a nephew at Oxford. lucky nephew, that's me, by George, Charlie, this is a startler.
0: Throws paper to Charlie,
2: and she may be here any minute.
0: goes to mantelpiece, looks at clock.
3: I've met all the trains up to now. I wish she'd have come some other day
0: rises moves away down left a little jack turning looks at clock
2: she'll arrive by the next just in time for lunch
0: charlie dolefully
3: yes it's a bore i wanted to write that letter to amy
0: jack sits on table right centre thinking
2: i don't know so much about that but it's an awfully difficult
3: letter to write Fearfully complicated. Why?
2: Well, you see, I've no people or
0: anything.
2: No people with an aunt like that?
0: Pointing to paper, which is in Charlie's hand.
3: But I have no reason to expect anything from her, more than she has already done for me, for which, of course, I'm very grateful and all that. But I want to see Amy and put it to her
2: that
0: if jack suddenly coming centre to charlie
2: charlie i've got a clinking good idea
0: charlie pushing jack towards writing table gratefully
2: (laughs) jack you're
3: a good chap write it down and i will copy it out
0: jack stopping him
2: no not for you for me for us both you're gone on amy i'm in love with kitty really jack madly Worse than anything I ever took up. Even cricket. I was writing to tell her so when you came in. Pointing. There's the letter.
0: Charlie, wringing Jack's hand with effusion.
2: I'm so glad. And what's your idea? Hang letter writing. We'll give a luncheon party for your aunt. Tea afterwards in the garden. In the garden? Yes, I'll get leave. But my rooms are so small... Never mind, I'll lend you mine.
0: Pushing Charlie towards writing-table chair, centre.
2: Brassett shall see to it.
0: Calling towards left. Brassett To Charlie.
2: Now come on. First we'll ask the girls. Ask the girls?
0: Standing behind writing-table. Jack, by chair, left of writing-table.
2: To meet your aunt. What about old Spettigue? Blow, old Spettigue. Oh,
3: I forgot... He's up in town for a few days on business.
0: Sits at writing table.
2: So much the better. Brassett Do you think they will come? They'll jump at it. What makes you think so? Well, what do you think? Why, Jack, you know, I rather agree with you. We'll send a note at once. You write it. Go ahead.
0: Charlie writes to dictation.
2: My dear Miss Spettigue. Calling. Brassett, where are you?
0: Brassett up left and comes down left of Jack.
2: Where are you?
0: Turns, sees Brassett standing left.
2: Oh, uh, Brassett, uh, get someone to take a note to Mr. Spetaguse.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Exit left.
2: Yes, Jack, I've got that.
0: Jack gets envelope, pen, and book to write on.
2: Would you and Miss Verdun.
0: Puts foot on chair left of writing table, and puts cigar box on knee to write on.
2: Do me the honor,
0: Charlie repeating.
2: The honor? To lunch with me and Mr. Chesney. Mr. Chesney. I'll address the envelope.
0: Charlie, still repeating, while dipping pen in ink.
2: I'll address the...
0: Jack, breaking in before Charlie can write it.
2: No, not that, you muff. At his room's St. Old's College, to-day at one o'clock.
0: Addressing envelope.
2: Miss Spettigue? Miss?
0: About to write. Jack stops him before he writes.
2: No, look out. To meet my aunt... Uh, what did you say her name was, Charlie? Donna Lucia Dalvadores. Donna? All right, stick it down. An answer by Bearer will greatly oblige.
0: Blot's Envelope. Charlie writing.
2: Yours sincerely,
3: Charles Wickham.
0: Blot's Unfolds Letter.
3: Splendid, Jack. You are a genius.
0: Hands letter to Jack. Jack takes letter, puts it in envelope, and closes it.
2: It's a glorious opportunity they're off to scotland and we're off down and now we shall have them all to ourselves
0: re-enter brasset left
2: the messenger sir
0: jack gives letter to Brassett.
2: give him that and tell him to look sharp
0: turns back slowly to charlie yes sir going left at door quick glance at address on envelope smiles and exits left jack returning to table takes up torn letters
2: this sort of thing is not to be settled by correspondence
0: tears up letters gives fragments to charlie who puts them into paper basket
3: no and we shall have them all
2: to ourselves yes and we couldn't have asked them if it hadn't been for your aunt i'm beginning to love that dear old lady already calling brasset
0: re-enter brasset left
1: Yes, sir. Lunch for five. For how many, sir? For five.
0: Going to him.
1: For five, sir.
0: Laughs quietly. Charlie rises and goes over to them. Jack to brass it.
2: What are you laughing at?
1: Well, sir, I'm afraid our credit in the kitchen is somewhat eg-
0: exhausted. Jack to brass Oh, is it? Turning to Charlie. How are
3: you off for tick, Charlie? Well, Jack. "'I'm afraid my
2: guardian's rather—' "'Oh, is he? "'Never mind, Brassett. "'Get it outside. "'Go to Bunters.'
0: Brassett, shaking head doubtfully.
1: "'I'm afraid, sir. "'We all Bunters.' "'Oh, do we?'
0: "'Turns to Charlie and sees his watch-chain.
1: Uh, "'Charlie,
2: you don't mind—'
0: "'Takes watch and chain off Charlie.
2: "'It'll be all right when my check comes.'
0: "'Gives them to Brassett.
2: Here you are, Brassett. Do the best you can with that.
0: Brassett taking them and looking at watch critically.
1: This is no good, sir. I couldn't get anything on this,
0: sir. Hands it back to Jack.
1: However, sir, I've no doubt it will be all right at Bunter's, if I say it's for me.
0: Goes behind table center. Charlie goes to chair left of writing table and sits. Jack laughing
2: oh all right Brassett, lunch for five at
1: one o'clock
0: goes down left brasset looks at own gold watch
1: rather short notice sir
0: takes books off table centre and puts them on sideboard left
1: all right long pay go
2: where you like do what you like only lunch for five at one
0: putting watch and chain in his own waistcoat pocket crossing to charlie
2: that's all right charlie isn't it
0: Charlie to Jack. I
2: say, Jack.
0: Taking watch and chain.
2: That's my watch. I beg your pardon, old chap, my mistake.
0: Brassett at sideboard.
1: What wine, sir? Champagne.
0: Brassett sulkily.
1: Very little left, sir.
0: Open sideboard.
1: Half a dozen bottles.
0: Brassett imperturbably.
1: No, sir, I think not.
0: Getting out four from sideboard cupboard.
1: Only four, sir.
0: Puts them on sideboard.
1: Oh, quite enough.
0: Jack to Brassett aggressively.
2: Six, I'll swear.
0: Pardon me,
1: sir. Only four of champagne.
0: Puts them on table center. And I think? Taking out bottle of opened claret.
1: Yes, one of claret. Holding it up. Oh, hang that claret.
0: Brassett puts it on sideboard.
2: It's been open a month. All right.
0: Aside to Charlie.
2: He sneaked those other two bottles. He's a corker.
0: Brassett comes down left center.
3: My fellow's just the
2: same.
0: Jack gives ferocious glance at Brassett, who returns it imperturbably.
2: They all are.
0: Brassett exits left.
2: Now while you and your dear old aunt are looking at the chapel and the cloisters, Kitty and I can have our little talk. Yes, Jack, that's all very well.
3: But what about Amy and me and our little talk? She'll be in our way horribly. I never thought of that. She's all very well as an excuse to get the girls to come here. But
2: by herself, she'll be an awful bore. She'll be worse than that. She'll be a brute of a nuisance.
0: Sits on table center
2: and What shall we do? Well, Napoleon went over the Alps on horseback, and I've been under them by train, so there must be a way out of this.
3: But how can we ask someone to meet
0: her?
2: Yes, someone we can depend upon.
0: Re-enter Brassett, left, busies himself at sideboard. But whom? Jack sees Brassett aside to Charlie.
2: What about brasset he's a pompous sort of chap and as artful as a corkscrew can't we turn him into a don or something for the day
0: charlie dubiously
2: yes that's a good idea
3: jack but
0: jack after another look at brasset
2: no won't do we shall want him to wait at table
3: oh of course so we shall there's freddie peel oh he's such a cynical chap
0: Brassett exits through recess up left jack sits again on table centre
2: besides he'd neglect your aunt yes and want to make love to our girls
0: jack suddenly
2: by george i've got it babs fanny babs we'll ask him oh yes why didn't we think of him before He's a jolly, cheerful little chap. Will amuse your aunt like the deuce, and keep her in a rattling good humor.
0: Charlie comes to Jack.
2: Splendid. Brasset.
0: Brassett re-enters. Comes down left center.
2: Yes, sir. Go to Lord Fancourt Babbily's rooms, give him my compliments, and ask him to come here at once.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Goes to door left. Charlie crossing left to Brassett.
3: Sigh, it's very important.
0: Brassett as he goes. Yes, sir. Exits left. Jack shouting after Brassett.
2: And very immediate.
0: Brassett speaks off. Yes, sir. Jack crossing to fireplace.
2: And while Babs is doing gooseberry with your aunt, we can have our chat with the girls.
0: Charlie sits on table center.
2: By
3: the bye, Jack. Talking of Babs' cheerfulness, haven't you noticed something about him lately? Ever since he was so ill and had to go off to the Mediterranean?
2: I've noticed he's been jolly hard up.
0: Sits in chair, back of writing table.
3: I fancy from a few hints he'd dropped to me that he's a bit hard hit himself.
2: What? Babs in love?
3: Yes, and if I'm not much mistaken he's a
2: soft-hearted over a girl as we are all the better he'll feel for us he'll see the necessity then of keeping the old lady well out of the way
3: by george jack you'll be prime minister one of these days
0: re-enter Brassett. left his lordship's compliments
1: sir and he says he can't come he has a luncheon party and could you lend him a few bottles of champagne
0: jack rising
2: lend him a few bottles of champagne well up all the cheek
0: charlie seated on centre table
2: who's he got coming?
0: jack right centre angrily
2: oh freddie peel and a lot of idiots like himself i expect and they'll be howling comic songs all the afternoon
3: yes it'll sound awfully bad won't
2: it he mustn't
0: Crossing left centre to Brasset.
2: Here, Brasset,
1: lay for six.
0: Comes to Charlie. Yes, sir. Gets to back of table centre. Moves books to piano at back.
1: What
2: shall we do?
0: Going to Jack. Jack at door left, taking Charlie with him.
2: Come on, we'll go to him. We must make him come. He can't upset all our plans in this selfish way.
0: Puts Charlie across to left. To Brasset
2: put that champagne in ice brasset and tidy up my room come on charlie come on
0: exeunt charlie propelled by jack left brasset annoyed
1: one o'clock
0: looks helplessly at watch
1: put room in order first always the way
0: opens windows wider picks up book from window seat
1: hurry scurry no time for anything they come with a bang they go with a bang everything with a bang except pay their bills with a bang
0: at door up left looking at champagne ruefully
1: well i did think that little perquisite was safe upon my word i did
0: exits up left lord fancourt calling off right
4: jack i say jack old man
0: lord fancourt babberly he is small about five foot three to five foot six at most "'Good-looking, humorous face, smartly dressed in light grey peppercorn suit, "'with waistcoat and black elastic-sided boots. "'He only removes his coat when he gets into the ant's dress. "'The suit must be light, to show up well against the black petticoat and its elastic braces. "'The essential thing to bear in mind when he is impersonating the ant "'is that Lord Fancourt has never acted in his life before, or worn women's clothes.' He still walks, talks, and moves like a man, and never attempts to act the woman. No effeminate female impersonation business. He tries to lighten his voice when he is first introduced, and it cracks appallingly. After that he speaks naturally, but being careful not to use the deep tones of his voice except to Jack, Charlie, and Brassett, who know who he really is, or again when he forgets he is supposed to be a woman. He just looks a nice old lady of the Victorian era. Lord Fancourt Babberley appears at window, up right centre, carrying large gladstone bag. Climbing in at window.
4: Where the dickens are you?
0: Looks hurriedly in bedroom, up left.
4: I wanted to borrow some fizz.
0: Goes to cabinet left.
4: I wonder where they
0: keep it. Turns and sees champagne on centre table.
4: Hello. By George, the very thing.
0: Puts bag on table and opens it starts wrapping up first bottle with antimacassar from chair right
4: serves him right he shouldn't leave it about
0: puts first bottle in bag
4: in this ostentatious way
0: puts second bottle in bag wrapping third bottle with another antimacassar or scarf from chair left
4: when I'm so beastly hard up
0: puts third bottle in bag
4: won't they be jolly waxy
0: puts fourth bottle in bag and closing bag
4: that's a bottle apiece
0: comes centre with bag
4: and they must make out with whisky and soda
0: going left enter jack and charlie left they meet lord fancourt at door and bring him back to centre charlie left of him jack right of him
2: hello babs
0: takes bag from lord fancourt puts it on table centre
2: we've just been over to your rooms to find you We've been talking about you. No, really. To Jack. I say, how do you think I'm
4: looking? Splendid, old chap. Yes, I thought you'd be pleased with me.
0: Takes bag and bolts towards left.
4: Well, ta-ta.
0: Charlie stops him at door left. They bring him back as before. Jack takes bag from Lord Fancourt and puts it on table centre.
2: Don't go, Babs. You wanted to see us, didn't you?
0: All three down centre, as before.
2: Oh yes. I wanted to borrow some fizz, but Sorry I can't. I could have spared you a couple of bottles, but that fool Prassett.
4: I know. My fellow's just the same. There's no reasoning with them, is there? Well ta ta
0: Makes a feint to bolt. Jack and Charlie miss him, and land on centre table over bag. Lord Fancourt grins. Jack comes down right to Lord Fancourt, centre.
2: I looked you up last night, Babs, but you were out.
0: Charlie comes down left. Lord Fancourt, centre.
2: Yes. You know Freddie Peel, don't you? He's an
4: awful idiot. Hasn't a particle of brains, has he? Mm, but I'm all right. He gave a card party last night, and I won a hundred pounds from him.
2: You should have seen his face. <laughs> it makes me laugh now. Why, Freddy Peel hasn't sixpence. No, really. And did he
4: pay you? No, but he's going to, when his
2: grandmother dies. Why, the old lady's been dead years. No, really. That's beastly. You know,
4: I'm stumped, and he's had an awful lot out of me. But he's an awful idiot. Hasn't a particle of brains, has he? But I'm all right.
0: Picks up bag.
4: Ta-ta! I'm off.
0: Attempts to bolt towards window. Jack intercepts and brings him back to table as before. Jack puts bag on table.
2: I say, Babs, we want you to stay and lunch with us to-day. I say, you chaps, don't play the giddy-goat. I've got to meet my tutor.
0: Jack with mock concern.
2: Babs, you mustn't work like this. You're looking quite pulled down am i really
0: turns to charlie
2: i was only telling jack so just now do you think i shall die
0: turns to jack
2: not you you don't want to worry over all this study you'll be a great man of one sort or another one of these days without all that well that's what i think you know but i ought
4: to do something we've had a wonderful lot of johnnies in our family Great johnnies in the army and navy
2: and things. I'll bet they never killed themselves with study. No, but I must do something. Of course, Babs, you must stay to lunch. Charlie's aunt is going to pay him a visit. No, really? What fun! I know Charlie visits his uncle
4: sometimes when he is hard up.
0: Pulling Charlie's watch out by the chain.
4: So it's only right his aunt should return the visit
0: all laugh pushing lord fancourt to and fro charlie regains his watch
2: now that's just the sort of thing we want a jolly smart chap like you with a fund of humour and a lot of brilliant conversation
0: turns lord fancourt round so that they face each other
2: yes babs that's it
0: hands on lord fancourt's shoulders and turns him round same as jack has done so that they face each other jack pulls him back facing centre
2: to interest and amuse a charming lady yes who is she Why, charlie's aunt
3: what's she like well you see babs we don't quite know i'm to see her to-day for the first time
4: i say charlie she may turn out to be an awful old croc
0: note croc short for crocodile this was a slang expression of eighteen ninety two the modern equivalent would be frump she's
2: a widow and a millionaire that's enough isn't it rather to charlie put me down for a chance charlie i'll take a chance we didn't care to ask freddie peel did we charlie no no
4: no he's an awful idiot i say
3: uh, what's her name donna lucia dalvadores oh damn it what a name
0: seizes bag again and bolts to door left jack and charlie bring him back right centre turn him round and run him up to table centre on which he falls face downwards putting bag on table jack brings him down centre again Uh,
2: look here babs it's no use you must stay to lunch you'll find charlie's aunt a charming old lady charming old lady i say look here
3: haven't you got anything younger coming? Oh yes, to other ladies, nice, young, yes.
4: Ah, that's more in my line. How many did you say? Two. Oh, I see. One for each of you, and the old crock for me. No thanks. I'm off.
0: Lord Fancourt bolts upright of table centre towards window with his bag and is brought back as before jack coming down right of him
2: now listen babs this is an awfully serious affair i should think so with an old crock like that
0: charlie coming down left of him
3: and we want your help as a friend
2: yes babs a friend we can trust eh rather we'll take you into our confidence no humbug straight as a die we're in love what charlie as well you silly ass
0: pushes him away sits on table center charlie goes down left
2: no fool of a flirtation business but the real downright serious thing
0: sits on corner of writing table
2: and babs if you knew the girls as well as we do you wouldn't wonder at it and they're coming here to lunch today i say have you proposed
0: from one to the other
2: no that's just it oh i see you want me to propose for you no we'll do that for ourselves that's why we've asked them to come you know babs
3: you don't understand our feelings a bit oh don't i though i say
0: rises comes down centre beckons boys to him all centre
4: haven't you noticed how sad i've been lately yes what is it well i don't know but i think i'm in love too what makes you think that i'm always wanting to be alone and hear the birds sing
0: jack and charlie laugh
4: and i'm getting so fond of poetry i can't sleep i took to drink for a couple of days but it made me ill for a week so i left it off
2: you've got all the symptoms sit down and tell us all about it
0: lord fancourt goes to chair right of table centre charlie sits on table centre jack sits at table right lord fancourt places his hat on charlie's foot charlie removes it
4: you remember when i was ploughed beastly shame no not last time the term before i was awfully ill and took the yacht round the mediterranean and at monte carlo i came across an english officer named delay quite penniless and dying you know jack he tried to commit suicide bad luck at the tables eh yes he'd beggared himself and his only child the sweetest little girl you ever saw jack and to amuse him and keep his spirits up i used to play cards with him
3: and what became of him
2: (sighs) he died poor fellow And what became of her, the sweetest little girl you ever saw?
4: I lost sight of her. A lady travelling home that way, from South America, I believe, took charge of her and brought it to England. You know, Jack, I
2: tried to tell her that. You loved her? But she was in such grief that... It all oozed out of your fingertips and the points of your hair. But after all you know, I might have been rejected, and I should have looked a silly ass. At any rate, you can sympathize with us.
0: Brasset, knock off stage left. Enter up left.
2: Hello, here's the messenger back.
0: Jack, Lord Fancourt, and Charlie all hurry across left. Brasset re-enters with note, hands it to Jack, and goes up left to sideboard. Quietly arranges three tumblers, whiskey decanter, and jug of water on tray during next scene. Jack opens letter and reads.
2: They're coming.
0: They are looking over each other's shoulders while Jack opens note. Lord Fancourt takes note from Jack.
4: By Jove!
0: Charlie takes it from him. Lord Fancourt is left staring at his thumb and first two fingers spread out.
3: So they
2: are.
0: Goes right and sits in writing chair with his back to Jack and Lord Fancourt, reading letter.
2: You'll stop, Babs? Oh, I say. Look here.
0: Looks at clothes.
2: No, you'll do as you are. We won't let you go, now we've got you. But look here, Jack. Don't play the giddy-goat. I've something else to do. What is it?
4: It's something awfully important. Well, what? I'm going to play in some
2: amateur theatricals. Rot, he'll be ploughed again, won't he, Charlie? But I've given my word. What are you playing? A lady.
4: An old lady. And I've never acted in my life
2: before. Oh, that's his tutor, eh, Charlie? And I'm going to try on the things before those fellows come. You can try them on here? Where are they?
4: In my rooms, in a box on the bed. But...
0: Brassett at sideboard. Jack to Brassett.
2: Fetch them, Brassett, quick.
0: Brassett exits left. Charlie goes up to window.
2: No, I'll fetch them with my little bag.
0: Bolt's left with bag. Jack intercepts him. They struggle for Bag. Jack gets it and throws it casually down on table. Lord Fancourt picks it up very concerned, takes a step or two down and shakes Bag gently to hear if any bottles are broken, then runs hand underneath to see if any are leaking. Reassured, puts Bag on chair left of center table. Neither Jack nor Charlie sees any of Lord Fancourt's business with Bag. Jack, during this, gets whiskey, Water and glasses on silver front sideboard, places them on center table. Charlie coming down right to center table. Jack behind center table. Lord Fancourt left of table. Jack pours out two whiskeys, hands decanter to Charlie. Charlie pouring out whiskey for himself, leaving decanter on right corner of table.
3: Perhaps you don't sympathize with us a bit.
0: Jack pours water into one whiskey.
4: Don't either. I only wish I could see my own little
2: girl.
0: Jack adding water to second whiskey.
2: Oh, she'll turn up one of these days.
0: Offers drink to Lord Fancourt. Have a drink? Charlie adds water to his own whiskey.
2: No, I've knocked it off. Just a small one. I'm teetotal. Oh, very well. Here you are, Charlie.
0: Offers glass to Charlie
2: all right i'll have it
0: seizes glass
2: i tell you what we'll do we'll drink her health wherever she is here's to the future lady fancourt babbly what did you say her name was haven't the slightest idea
0: jack and charlie laugh
2: go on with you
0: lifts his glass
2: miss delahaye
0: they drink lord fancourt places his glass on table Re enter Brassett with dress box, left. A large brown cardboard box with gilt edges, like an exaggerated chocolate box.
1: Your things, my lord.
0: Charlie goes down right, sits chair side of writing table. Jack goes right center, front of center table. Lord Fancourt, taking box from Brassett.
4: Thank you, Brassett. You're an awfully good chap.
0: Crosses to Jack, aside.
4: I say, Jack. Could you lend me half a crown?
0: Turns up stage and puts box on window seat at back. Jack feels in pockets, then aside to Charlie.
2: Charlie, have you half a crown?
0: Charlie, pulling out linings of trouser pockets.
2: No, Jack, I haven't.
0: Jack, crossing left, aside to Brasset.
2: Brasset, give me half a crown, will you?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Takes out handful of money, gives half a crown. Babs? Lord Fancourt comes down right center. Aside to Lord Fancourt. Here you are. Gives half-crown and crosses to Charlie right. Thanks. Crosses to Brasset left.
4: Brasset, here you are.
0: Jack and Charlie see half-crown given back to Brassett and laugh. Charlie collapses in chair left of writing table. Jack ditto into chair right of table. Lord Fancourt turns, puzzled, crosses to Jack. Jack whispers to him, points to Brasset, then twice to himself, then to Lord Fancourt, and then to Brasset again. Lord Fancourt joins in laughter and goes up to window seat, and picks up dress box. Brasset, during this, removes bag from chair left of table, to chair it back, and exits up left. Jack to Lord Fancourt, pointing to box.
2: What have you got there? Chocolates. Chocolates?
0: Still seated in chair.
4: Let's have a look. No, I'll tell you what I'll
2: do. I'll try them on after lunch while you're all in the garden. You can't do that. We shall want you with us. Try them on now. Won't take long, will it? Only a minute or two.
0: Lifts box onto his left shoulder, crossing up stage to left.
4: I've lost an awful lot of time over these theatricals. At door. But next term I mean to work.
0: Exits up left. End of Act 1, Part 1